Hello, and again, welcome to Bit Depth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is Brandon Ross. Uh, who are you? What do you do? Um, my name is Brandon Ross. I am a punk vocalist in the band Grandpa Vern. Um, I also play guitar and um, do some solo stuff, but just kind of like recording in my bedroom on my own is like I do some side project stuff that's more like singer songwriter stuff, but I mostly just do like heavier music. Yeah. Uh, what is Grandpa Vern? <laughs> um so when i was a kid i was really into like uh slow core sad folk mute style folk music like elliot smith and stuff i mean i don't know if people would call it slow core but like just you know like sad singer songwriter stuff like especially like 90s stuff like like elliot smith or um daniel johnson um i don't know just kind of stuff like that and I would like play coffee shops and stuff and do open mics from like ages like 16 to like 19. And then I went to film school and I basically was just, um, I just, I don't know. I just didn't think I could do music. I thought that film was more of a responsible career, like being a, a video editor is like more tangible. And I mean, it turns out it's really not. It's still a very difficult industry and, and it's a lot, but um, I think then when COVID hit or I don't know, it was just like, I don't even know, know if it was exactly COVID or like, I just like kind of had a realization that like I went to film school and all of these people like were talking about film all the time and I like movies a lot, but the way that they cared about it and the intensity that they cared about it is how I felt about music and it's how I've always felt about music. Um, and so it was cool to like go to film school to have to realize that because I kind of made made me realize that um, that I wanted to fully invest in trying to do music and that I probably would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't because it was like the thing that like, I don't know, also like missing concerts during COVID like was really upsetting for me because like from ages like 17 to like how however old I was whenever COVID hit, I think I was like 20. 1920 um I was like going to a show like every week before that happened and so like my whole entire life had like by by show obviously not like expensive shows but like look you know any local music I could yeah. like something like relatively cheap five ten bucks but um Grandpa Vern started out as like a folk thing and then it's had like different members and it's always kind of for a while it was like my solo project so it went from like being a folk thing to like an indie rock thing to um getting heavier and heavier because my current lineup is into like insanely heavy music like my drummer preston he uh grew up playing like like old um 80s like thrash and then he like got into like heavier more and more extreme metal and so he's like into like intense death metal and stuff like that and uh <laughs> jack our bass player is into like slam and like other crazy subgenres of metal and like power violence and stuff like that and so like i was kind of like okay we'll just be like this punk thing and then they're like no we're getting heavier and heavier and and like you know it was it 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 became like it became a band and less of a solo project and it just became something altogether completely different. And so now we're just like a hardcore punk band. But like initially it was kind of like hard to decide what it was. I was like, oh, well, I want to still have like these like introspective, quiet songs and stuff. And I realized for branding purposes that it's almost impossible to have a song that I do that's like a hardcore song where we're like talking about like, um, like police reform and like, and stuff like that and then like screaming and like talking about like intense things and then coming back down to like a more introspective quiet thing where I'm talking about like something personal um and so I decided that like that I probably needed to have like two different things that way we could kind of market it better sure sure uh where does the name grandpa Vern come from it comes from my grandpa. I literally named it after my grandpa. Um, he was a big influence on my life. Uh, 
he I don't know in a lot of ways I feel like he 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 was like a third parent to me um he like kind of helped raise me and stuff my grandpa did uh he was really involved in our life he like came over every night for dinner and like I would stay the night with him like pretty much every week as a little kid and like he picked me up from school every day uh and you know he was just like super important to me and he helped get me into music when I was a kid he would like take me to guitar lessons and my dad did too most of the time but like my grandpa also took me to guitar lessons and he was just like a huge influence on my life and it was like just kind of like an homage thing and I thought it was goofy and it was a funny name every time that someone asks me what my band name is though I'm a part of me dies on the inside a little bit inside because I know it's goofy um but you know and like it's kind of I've just you know as I've gotten older and stuff I've had to like come to terms with like I don't know like just like it's made me think about him as a person more like having the band named after him and stuff and like it's kind of just been like really interesting to like take that on and like you know just like continue to think about him I think that's probably part of what it was for me was like to not like forget about him Mm. yeah do you think he would like the music (laughs) yeah see that's the thing that's really hard is like I no, I don't. I think he would probably. I think that he would hate it, and I think that he would ideologically stand against like probably everything that I'm for right now. <laughs> and I think, I think that is part of part of it for me is like seeing. I don't know. It helps me see how far I've come and stuff. And like, I don't know. He was just he was just old, dude. He like he <laughs> he grew up during the Great Depression, and so like in like world war ii and stuff and so it was really weird because like i was really close to him and stuff and it was weird to like have a connection to the past like that like i remember him telling me about stuff that like is literally just insane you know what i mean like he just grew up in like a weird time like he told me like the first time that he saw a uh, person of color like a black person he was like 12 years old or something like that which is like insane which is like insane and so like he's just like you know he's just there was just a lot about him that I just wish that like it's hard because as a kid there'll be someone who's like your hero and stuff but then like as an adult you get older and you realize that like like he was like in a lot of ways like a a deeply flawed person and and, like I don't know it's I I think I I think thinking about that like helps ground me I don't know yeah well I mean do you think he'd be proud of like you doing what you want to do? Uh, I mean, he he it, didn't take you to like guitar yeah, lessons yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he would be proud. I just like don't know if he would. I don't know if he'd understand. Like, there's a lot of things that I don't know if he'd understand. I don't know if he could understand. Like, I don't even like. There's just certain things that like I can't even imagine having to like like the idea of having to have come out to him is like so weird like it, to me like if I would have been like hey I'm non-binary hey I'm bi or like these things like I think he would still have loved me but like I think he wouldn't have understood or he would have I don't know I like, feel, had a hard time had a hard time with it yeah I think he would have a really hard time with it I think you'd have a hard time with the way things are right now I think he wouldn't understand and I think that that I don't know I I hope that if um I think though I think that he would probably have listened to me more than anyone else like I think I could have like talked to him and hopefully like changed his perspectives on things and stuff yeah yeah (laughs) uh more on you uh I guess like where are you from where'd you grow up what's that like (laughs) (laughs) I'm from I'm from here I'm from OKC but like I grew up well I grew up in uh in Yukon um that's like where my first house was as a kid from like ages like one to 12 I lived in Yukon I went to school my first school was Mustang Creek and then I went to Bethany a small school and I grew up in a the small town of or going to school of the small town of Bethany but then we moved to OKC so I like was a transfer student um and then I um went to vocational school out in El Reno in the middle of nowhere um there was like a vocational school next to like a cattle farm so it always smelled like dead cows <laughs> what 
sorry, I'm dumb. Or what does vocational school mean? Uh, like tech school. Okay. Okay. Like kind of like kind of like Francis Tuttle. Uh, I went to Canadian Valley for uh video editing. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, so then, why video? I mean, yeah, you like went to film school. Uh, why? <laughs> well, I went to the, there and then I went to college film school because I I I don't know. I just liked making like weird like videos and stuff. Like I was I was really obsessed with like weird like video stuff. Like I really liked like. Eric Andre and like Tim and Eric and stuff like that. And like, I don't know, it was just like, it, it was just like fun for me. Like I liked like shooting like weird sketches and stuff that were like dorky and then like over editing them and then showing them to my friends and being like, isn't this hilarious? And then like, not really ever doing anything with it. But I think it was always kind of more for me and less for like public consumption when sure. I did it. It was always more for like my friends and stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, I can kind of see it, but like, do you feel like you're uh, leaning towards the visual aspects kind of really affects the, the band's aesthetic? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, I feel like the lo-fi kind of feel is, is something that, is like a choice. Yeah. 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 Like, are you saying like we, we seem to have the ability to make like aesthetic visual choices because of that? Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh, 110%. Like, it's not something I don't think about. Like as a band, I think there's a lot of people who are like, like, especially punk bands are like, oh, trying to market yourself is like, or like do music videos or whatever is like is lame or whatever and i'm and to me i'm always like no i'm like you're missing it yeah. you're missing the point like you could do like all this like weird stuff like you could do like weird andy kaufman stuff <laughs> and like have like la layers to your like marketing that are like the art itself too and so like i do think about like the pictures we post and like i do think about stuff like that because i think that for me that's also part of the fun mm -hmm. for sure i definitely think about it yeah and so then actually something that you're in the mics, uh, <laughs> something that you're mentioning is that like the punk aesthetic and like what it should and shouldn't be. And so, I mean, does it matter to you? Oh, I think, I, oh like, I think about that a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, I think that in like punk and hardcore communities, like everyone that I know that's like, like a real one doesn't give a fuck and punk, yeah. anything that's cool is, is the word punk. Like, but like, to me, it's like people like the gatekeepy old head hardcore dudes are, are so irritating sometimes because they'll be like, they'll be like, this band isn't isn't real hardcore. And it's like, it's like, okay, like what about it is not real hardcore? The fact that there is a lead vocalist that's a woman, that mm -hmm. that there's like I don't that there's like that like I one of my favorite hardcore bands is Soul Glow. And mm -hmm. I like love their newest album it's so tight and like i on hardcore reddit forums sometimes people will be like that band is not a like hard it's like why because like there's they have songs with rap in it like it, like it's like why do you care i just don't understand like they try to be like this is what punk or hardcore or whatever can be and it's like it, it's just it's stupid and it i feel like it comes from like a bigoted close-minded place where they're like we have to put in this box of like what punk or hardcore can be and for me I think punk is, hmm, I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I don't even want to try to put it into words. <laughs> <laughs> There's this uh, Shia LaBeouf quote that's like, art is anything that moves you. I love that quote. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know. For me, punk is anything that's like, that is like positive and moves me and is like, kind of goes its own way in like a positive way and not I don't know DIY doing things yourself not really worrying about like what other people think and um giving punk should be like giving a voice to people who don't really like have a voice and have something to say it shouldn't it shouldn't be about like the um technical qualities it should just be straight like do you have something to say like that's what I think punk should be yeah yeah <laughs> And yeah, and that means that like lots of things are punk, even if it doesn't sound like what you think punk is like so many things are punk. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, is genre real? 
is John real or or does it matter? I think it helps. I think I think I think it helps for sure. Like I used to there's a lot of people that that say um, that 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 like, oh, I wish like I could just do whatever and whatever genre and like people wouldn't like put a label on me. And I've definitely felt like that before. But like from a marketing standpoint, it can be super helpful because <laughs> um, if someone says to me, oh, I'm in a punk band, it's like, OK. I'm like, if I'm booking a show, it's like, what does that mean? There's a lot of different types of punk. There's like more like almost closer to like Devo or like new wave t- style stuff like yeah. B-52s. That's like more like, you know, there could be even synths and stuff. But then there's like, like Earth Crisis, Black Flag, like, mm-hmm. like, or like newer stuff, like Drain and stuff. Like it's so much heavier and different. I think being like, this is hardcore punk or this is like new wave or whatever. I think it's helpful just for like kind of kind of knowing what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I don't want people to know what they're getting. Like sometimes you do want to be able to play on like a mixed lineup and stuff and let people, you know, cause sometimes that's when you see some of the best stuff. Yeah. Is when you see something you normally wouldn't. Yeah. And, and not having expectations about like, Oh, this is what I want you to do for me. It's like, no, we're here doing what we want to do. Right. And, and that's that's punk. <laughs> uh, is there a like deep nitty gritty or some cutting edge thing in your music that you're like super proud of that you you want more people to know about? Anything that I, that like that's in my music that I'm super proud of? Yeah. Hmm. I am. I don't know. I think I'm proud of our production choices. Like when me and my guitarist and like co-producer of our music griff stafford uh friend of the podcast friend of the, friend of the podcast <laughs> and always looking to get hired for freelance uh music production stuff he um when me and him like go into the studio together like i feel like we work really well together i think that it kind of just feels like i'm like working with my best friend on a project and so it's like, it doesn't even feel like work. It feels like I'm just getting to go like experiment on something with a friend. Like d- not to say that it's not stressful sometimes or that like we'll go into the studio and not like have an argument. Like when me and, and Griff and Preston have gone into the studio before, like I've gotten, well, I've definitely like gotten into it with like our, our drummer Preston over stupid stuff where like, you know, like it's just, it's just sometimes being in the studio is stressful. Sometimes it's stressful. Like you have a certain amount of time, like when, especially if you're like paying for hours or whatever. And like, you're like, if you change something or do something different and like, you know, it's just, it sometimes like personalities can clash in the studio, but I feel like for the most part, it it doesn't like, it doesn't really feel like that. I think for the most part, we do a good job of like giving each other ideas and stuff. I really like adding weird sonic textures. Like, I feel like we've done a good job of that. Um, like samples and stuff like I really would like more samples and like heavy music like incorporated into it I think it's really cool and I like when other heavy music does it uh like I sampled my little brother's choir for one of our songs recently um and you know that was really cool (laughs) um why music (laughs) um it was just like a form of escapism for me as a kid and it helped with my anxiety a lot and I think that music has made me feel uh, powerful when I've felt weak. I like it a lot. It it helps me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> What's something people don't normally know about you? I think most people know this, like that I'm close friends with that. I'm straight edge. Like I don't, I don't like do drugs or, or drink or something mm-hmm. or anything. So like, I think that that is something that is a little bit different about me. Like if, any of my friends are listening to this right now. They're like, they're like, are we allowed to curse on this? Is it matter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If any of my friends are listening right now, they're like, shut the fuck up. You talk about it all the time. It's like, I don't talk about it all the time. It just comes up all the time when you play in a band. Cause people like give you drink tickets and like, yeah. and people offer you like weed and stuff, which is fine. Like I used to smoke when I was a kid and drink when I was younger, but I just don't now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually, uh, I, I call it accidentally straight edge. Uh, because I, I just never have, and I don't have like an intention to do so. Um, but like, yeah, like you're saying it, it does come up a lot and it's just like, Oh, do you want to drink or, Oh, do you want to hit? Like, it's like, 
No, I'm good. It Thanks. comes up a lot, and people yeah. people act like you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I'm I'm not like I'm not mean about it. Yeah, like, it was like I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. but also I don't. <laughs> yeah, I it's it's a weird pressure, I guess. But huh? is what was the like intention behind, behind it? it? Yeah, I had friends and other people close to me that were addicts and stuff, and it just like. I don't know. I just wanted to be in control. Yeah. I wanted to be in control of my future and like I wanted no distractions. I wanted like it's like productivity is important to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> what advice do you have for people that are wanting to do what you do? If you want to do what I do, you are going to have to I think people don't realize how much you have to work as a musician that you have to work like all the time. Like you're going to have to work really, really hard if you want to succeed and you can't let yourself get distracted. Um, I would say take care of yourself, take care of your vocalist, take care of your voice. If you are, um, you know, if you're a guitarist, like, like, I don't know, it's just all these things that like you're supposed to do, like actually do help, like warming up helps. Um, If you're a guitarist too, like it can keep you from getting like carpal tunnel. Um, I just think that, I don't know. And just like stay focused, like don't don't let things distract you that aren't ultimately as important to you as your career, if that is like your main thing. And like, I think that there'll be times whenever, I don't know, like you like you really just have to full send it or it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like you really like it's just it's just not um, like it has to be your number one commitment. Mm. Cool. <laughs> Switching gears into the deep questions that make bit depth, bit depth. What is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? Um, you know, I, it's not like, so my dad was a, a pastor, a youth pastor. And then my grandfather was a, was a pastor. And then my mom's, my other grandfather was also a pastor. So I've growing up, I went to church three, like almost three days a week, every week for my, for my whole entire life up until I was maybe 19 or 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And then I left the church because of my district, my, my, I went for my parents for the longest time, but then like when COVID happened and I saw how like, especially our denomination of the Christian church dealt with COVID and dealt with, uh, the the black lives matter movement and like basically just like turned its back on like like injustice in the world and just like was acted very hurt and petulant around like the covid thing and made it seem like it was like i don't know it was just like it was just upsetting to see how the church dealt with 2020 essentially and i just like couldn't be in the church anymore not because i don't know obviously i had some fundamental issues with the way that they were interpreting like the Bible and just like a bunch of stuff. And so, you know, I, and I went through a period of time where I was like kind of researching other religions and stuff and seeing what I thought. And, um, I got really into like mindfulness exercises and like, like some like Buddhist practices without like really being Buddhists or like doing like, you know, anything. So like just some like intense meditating and like, did some comparative religion reading. And, um, I think that I'm really interested by faith and religion and I don't know. And the way that other people worship is interesting to me. And I really, um, I don't have an issue. Like I don't have like a hatred or think that like Christians are stupid or that I was, I think, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just more about like how the, the church as a whole just like treats people sometimes. Cause I like have individual connections of, of people that like I grew up with in the church that like were really nice to me and like invested in me in a lot. And then I had other things happen where I was like, just like abused by people in the church and it was really upsetting and it's just frustrating. Cause like I feel like there's a part of me that feels bad because I did have a sense of community, but then like there is like, you know, some trauma there. So I think like, I don't like hate Christians or anything, but like, I'm just like apprehensive to trust people now, like when they tell me that they have everything figured out. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this a really good quote, which is um, uh, seek those out that are looking for answers, flee from those that claim to have found them. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, <laughs> anyone in the, especially church that like this is definitive, we know everything is like you should run away from that. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, and like, it's hard because like, I don't want to say like, I don't believe in free will, but I kind of just feel like part of me is just like, I, how, what would I expect my parents to be like, or anyone to be like that was raised in the environment that they were? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I have a hard time being super mad at my parents, but sometimes when they just like blatantly choose ignorance and stuff, like, it can be like really infuriating and like me and my dad like have gotten like in like screaming matches over things and like the way that he interprets the Bible or like hateful things that he's said, like have like caused like real fights between me and my family. And like it, it is, it's hard. It is really hard, but I'm not going to choose to like hate them. Like I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to cut them off. That's beautiful actually yeah <laughs> you're, you're being bigger than the hatred I, I well you know it's just like i don't know like whenever i've gone to like protests and stuff for like they i don't just for like you know like i don't know like when when that like i don't know that summer was really like the summer that like george floyd died was like really transformative for me and realizing that like a lot of the views that I held or, or like the way that I saw things like though they were pro though they're probably like the views that like most people who were raised in the environment I w was raised in would hold like not like j just things where like you would stupid stupid shit that I like believed before like up into like way too old like 19 or 20 where I was like well like not all cops are like bad people like I like the, just like stupid shitty takes like that like and I think that just that summer and like going to a lot of protests and like listening to like people of color talk and stuff like helped open my mind to like the fact that I like my parents had like put bigoted views in my mind. And I had thought like my whole life, like, oh, I'm not like I'm not racist, like I'm not a bad person. But then like I wasn't like listening to other people. I wasn't listening to other people's experiences. Like I wasn't, I was just, and I kind of think my, my dad is in that same place. Mm. Like I, I, I feel sometimes that he's so struck stuck in like this, like moralistic mindset of like the framework that he's been in that, like he can't understand what other people just like feelings or perspectives are. And like, I think that, my religious growth now is like more about like listening because like I've been a bad listener for a lot of my life and I've tried to recently work on becoming a better listener. Yeah. What is your definition of God? There is a, um, so Yahweh in Hebrew is an onomatopoeia for the sound of breathing in and breathing out. Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. I was raised Catholic. I, I've seen all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I don't know. I think that's a good, a good description is like air breathing mm. life. Yeah. God is life. Cool. <laughs> and then uh, you actually touched on it a little bit, but uh, what is free will? I think it's, I think it's hard because like, I don't, I'm a very like, it's hard for me to like, I think that a lot of things in life are yes and or like one thing and the other it's not like if someone tries to like be like i think it's a nuanced thing like is there free will i don't think there's 100 percent free will but i don't think there's like 100 percent not free will either i think that we are um raised in circumstances that are out of our condition like like we're put into conditions that like we can't like i think that on a systemic level I don't know how much free will there is, but on a personal level, I think it's up to us to work through the systemic things that we've dealt with 
or that, that we've been handed to try to better ourselves through individual choices that we can make that are free. But I think it's very hard. I think it's hard to get above the poverty line if you grew up poor. I think it's hard to get out of systems that you've been forced into. Um, I think, you know, it's hard. Because, um, I don't know. I, I would say on if there's like free will is over here and then like no free will is over here, I would say I'm kind of like in the middle, a little to the right of no free will. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, so you, you'd mentioned that you've like looked at the like mindfulness practices and stuff like that. So uh, I always like bring this up, but it's like it, when you meditate, like you're, you're seeing the thoughts arise, but you're not in control of what thoughts happen right but you can choose how you react to those thoughts right and so that's kind of how i feel about it is like you can choose you can't control like things that are like synthesizing around you or what's happening but like you can control how you react to what's happening Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) to some extent yeah yeah what do you think happens when we die (sighs) i don't know that's bothered me for a really long time (laughs) I I still have a very ingrained, horrified feeling towards like death and hell and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, the thought is pretty upsetting, but I tried to meditate on it for a long time and force myself to think about the fact that I'm going to die someday. Um, just to kind of get over the fear of it. And um, it helps a lot. I'm still, st- anyone who says that they're not afraid to die is, I feel like is a fucking liar. A little bit, unless, a little bit, like, a little Unless they're bit. like about to die. die unless yeah, they're yeah. about to die, yeah. <laughs> I think for the most part, a lot of people, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's not true. Maybe that was a bold ass statement to make. <laughs> but like, I think, I would say the majority of people are afraid to die. Yeah. Is not is not a crazy statement. But um, I don't know. I think, I hope there's something else. Sure. I'm hopeful that there is something else. <laughs> How do you determine what good behavior is? Oh, fuck. That's hard. <laughs> Recently, I've been thinking about that a lot, a lot, just because I think, like like I was talking about earlier, like having all that time made me do like a lot of introspective thinking and like think about s- stuff as a kid, like what is good behavior, what's not, like that had been ingrained in me from like Judeo-Christian values um, and like the Protestant work ethic. And if I work hard enough, I can force things like I can force, like, like I'm an argument with my partner. I can force progress by being like, we have to work. I have to solve this right now. I have to work through this. I have to make things better. Like I have to fix everything all the time. Like I've, I've kind of had to undo that mindset and actually like listen to my partner instead of just like trying to fix everything all the time or like listen to other people's perspectives instead of just like decide I don't know because it's hard for me because like I think a hard part about like what it makes you a good person what's good behavior what's not is it I think integrity is important and I think that part of being a good person is not worrying about looking like a bad person if you (laughs) if you have enough integrity to know what you're doing is right like you might face consequences for something but if you can still have integrity like when it's happening i think that was something that like actively going to a lot of like political protests helped me with was like it's like okay this person like is god i have this memory of my head of i went i went to a um a political protest for julius jones and obviously everyone everyone knows and OKC, I would say, like free Julius. Hopefully, hopefully everyone knows. Hopefully, um, uh, everyone probably doesn't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying it. it like it has be. It's been a very large issue here, and like it's it's horrifying. His situation is horrifying, and they should let him out. But I um I went and I rem- there is there's there's just like political. I, actually, I don't want to dox anyone, so I'm not going to use any anyone else's names. But like there was this person, and they were like they basically were like we were protesting at um the governor's like mansion or whatever and like um 
people were like were out there in like the street and they were like okay occupy the street and like like get out there and and um the only people that were like willing to like get out like at the time was like a 60 to like i don't know how old he was like maybe like a 60 year old like black pastor was like out in front do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 yeah. was like was like out in the front and there was this other there was this other activist that was white that was like um was like what are you like what the fuck are all you like white people doing like get in front of people like get in front of people and like there's like there's like you know like uh what's it called tanks not like not tank it's not like a tank tank but it's like right like riot yeah like riot things and in my head i'm like do i'm like do i have integrity am i a good person i'm very scared like i'm very scared to get in front of like these state troopers like like it's scared like do i have integrity and i think that's like what the last two years has been for me is like redefining what a good person is like how like how tough is my metal am i actually willing I think that the people that I don't know, I've, I've tried to work on like virtue signaling less and just like having integrity and doing like what I think is right. And like, that was like one of those moments where I just like thought about things and was like, I am like, I don't know, like addressing whether or not you will actually, I don't know. I think being doing like good actions or, or whatever are, like doing doing things within like your like your positive framework that like you claim to uphold and like staying consistent and like having integrity to me like those actions are important like if i say that like i hate lying and stuff and then i lie whenever it's convenient for me or if i say that like black lives matter but i'm not willing to like do things to like protect people of color or if i'm not willing to do things like to help people around me, it's then I'm just, you know, I feel like that's bad actions. I don't know. I feel like hypocrisy is the root of a lot of bad action. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will, I will say working in, working at like in the part of town that I do and like serving has made me like feel hypocrisy, like a lot, like a lot of people like will talk about how they like want, uh, you know like good universal income for people and and stuff like in like liberal communities or whatever and then like the this those people who i bet vote that way and claim that like tip like 10 to 5 percent and you're and you're like you're like it just makes you bitter yeah yeah and i mean um other times it is also just like we are just trying to survive within a system and it's like it, it is it is hard to like yes you do want this for for people but also it's like man, I gotta, I gotta watch out for myself as well. And and that's the hard thing. For sure. For sure. And like (laughs) with my, with my band, I think about that like all the time, because like when you're, when you're an artist, you're constantly, your whole job is making moral decisions. Yeah. Like that's all it is. Like it's insane. (laughs) Like, it's like, Oh, can I play with this band? Like a person in this band is a dick for X, Y, Z, or can I play, um, this festival? It's like, Oh, they, they donate to X, Y, Z and are, are shitty. Like, it, like it's it's hard and i think that's why accountability is important is because like it just gives chance for like reformation and for things to change and like be more positive and i think it's just hard it's hard to it feels like you're against the world sometimes yeah so i will say that uh i mean you're a little bit younger than me I, i'm 26 and that I'm 22. I, yeah, I I feel like the even in that like small gap there's like more of a mindfulness about like keeping track of that shit and <laughs> of like, you know, oh, like not playing this festival because of this or not having when, I, like, when this, you were 22. Yeah, I mean, I I mean even still like I I try to keep up with it but like and and I think that's you know, it to me, it's showing me a difference in just like the slight generational culture in that, like, it's really hard to keep track of that all the time. And uh, I feel like maybe there's there's just like always a fear. Right. But the 
I feel like there's a hard time for people with like what accountability means, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And <laughs> and I think yeah, no. I I, I agree. There's there's I, I, when I mean accountability, I mean like real accountability with mm-hmm. like your personal like community. Yeah. Not just like, you know, like dragging people publicly on the internet or whatever like which I mean there's a place for everything but like I just mean like actual like 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 reformative like holding people individually holding their friends accountable for things and working through things with them and trying to like push them forward to be better people right does yeah. that make sense yeah and and that's the thing oh yeah we're on a podcast talking about cancel culture uh <laughs> but like I, I, I don't even want to think of it like that that's not even right, that's definitely right. not even what i mean like what i mean is like i mean i, I don't know you it, it's such you know whatever that that is a horrible <laughs> conversation but like it it's something I've had to deal with like in terms of like dealing with other people and like making decisions as a musician, like where, who you can play with or not or whatever. And it's just like, I don't know. Fuck cancel culture. We're all about accountability. Yeah. well, (laughs) And and, and that's, it's important to understand the nuance between those two things. Right. And so if, if like this band has like a rapist in it. It's like, I don't oh, want to play on that lineup, you know? No. And so like, that's, that's cool. But like, if you didn't know and you played that show and someone comes up to you, it's like, Oh shit. Like I didn't know, like you don't deserve to be canceled for not knowing. But then also it's like, yeah, I'm not playing any of these. now that I know, like I'm not playing any of the shows with, with that band or that whatever. And it's like, I don't, I've, I don't know if I've ever played in a band. I would like, say, I would say like with other, for me, I I try to work towards nothing. Any moralistic decision I make shouldn't be for the fear of like being deplatformed or canceled right, or right. whatever. It should be because I oppose what someone is doing and I want them to change what they're doing, yeah. not because I don't want to be associated with them because it'll hurt my image. Like you're, you're like I want to have enough integrity to be like I'm trying to prevent harm from happening, not that mm-hmm. I. And like, look how good our brand is. Well, sure, you know what like, I mean? The, like, and that, you know, there's a Venn diagram. Those are crossing over, no, right? For sure, so, for sure, for sure. And so it's like, you, you know, intent, we can't measure someone's intent, right? And it's like, yeah, I don't intend to play on a lineup with like a band a mon- that has a like rapist. A monster or a monster. Yeah, yeah. A monster, yeah. And it's like, I, it's like, oh, I happen to do so. Then it's like, cool, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, yeah. But it's like. You know, you can't be perfect all the time for sure. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, can you look at that as like an image problem or can you look at that as an accountability problem? And it's like, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, yeah, your intention is to like not support people who do bad things and not like, you know, hold them to like, hey, you know, maybe you should like, talk about this or maybe you know other people should know about this so that like they're not in danger around this person and and that's good and that's like you know that is having integrity uh but that also lines up with like i i don't want to be associated with this person that is like an image it it is part of it but like for me the main thing is like as some god i don't know i (laughs) i as someone who has trying to decide if i publicly want to get into that um <laughs> and and again i don't i don't know any drama no 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 it's not yeah, drama related it's just personal stuff like for for me like um you know like as a, i was you know i think about it i was assaulted as a kid so i think about it differently mm-hmm. um and so like for me it's not about image with these things and i feel like it shouldn't be i think it should be about ending cycles of of negative things like abuse and like promoting promoting change and accountability so like it for me it's not about like i i hope and to some extent it is because i'm human i know that it is about image and that like at the end of the day do i want to be associated with what i want to be associated with like harvey weinstein or something fucking no way and i'd be lying if i said that it was all like completely like this puristic moralistic thing like i'm an awesome person because like it's not Everybody wants to be looked at as a good person. But to some extent, I do believe in my heart that part of it is because I know and I realize 
that if hopefully if we like hold people accountable, it can end cycles of people hurting other people and hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. Because when people do negative things like like that and like I think that it, you know, a lot of hurt people hurt people, you know. And I, I mean, I do think there's probably people out there that are legitimately like terrible. I, I think there are, I think there are evil people, but I think it, you know, I don't know. I think that it probably also just comes from a place of like mental illness and ignorance and those, a horrible mixture of the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry for the tangent, but yeah, yeah, I, I feel like you have a, a more interesting perspective on that, which is why I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, how do we reduce the division between people? Damn, these are working real well together. Um, <laughs> I think, I think the way we re re reduce the division between people is through education. Uh, I think that education is important. I think that uh, people only hate what they don't understand. I think that especially like politically, I think that if people knew that like people were fucking them over, they wouldn't be like engaging with something. Like if they knew they were getting a bad deal or if they knew that like, if they, if they could like Star Trek reach out and like touch someone like Spock and feel like what they're feeling or like, that's such a nerdy ass reference, but like, I mean, it's a basic one, but like, it's still pretty, it's just funny. If like, if I could, someone could reach out and and feel that pain like and try to understand someone i feel like the divisiveness would change because that's what kind of radicalized me to the left and like made me fired up for for other people is like going and listening to other people and trying to feel like empathy for how they feel and like if people can just get fired up for like humanity and like hear other people's perspectives and really listen, I think that there would be less divisiveness. And I think a lot of human rights issues would be like less of a political issue and more of just like a, this is people, this is people like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and if people can see each other as people, I think, and I think the death of selfishness is the beginning of the end of divisiveness or does that make sense? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. That is one Christian saying that I like a lot that I think that not everyone has to live by, but I think that personally it is my calling and I want to strive towards this, which is like this saying to like, to live is for Christ, uh, to, to die is for gain. Right. And so like, sometimes I think about it and I think of other people around me as Christ and to live for other people, mm. uh, like is for Christ and like to die is for gain, like to die is for, to live for other people, to die for other people is kind of how I think about it sometimes. And like, we do have to take care of ourselves individually. And like, I can be selfish sometimes. And sometimes I even need self-care and stuff. But I think that like putting other people first sometimes is like super underrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in music. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe humans are evil by nature? I believe people are, I think people are ignorant left to their own devices. Mm. I, I believe that like, I don't know, in a vacuum, I don't think people are anything. I think we would probably just be like animals if like we had nothing. I mean, if you like, I mean, if you, I don't know, I've seen like documentaries of like feral kids and stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like stuff like that. Like, I think if you're not like, I think everything is like, to some extent is, uh, what like you're surrounded by and stuff. I mean, like if you didn't keep teach a child to to talk they would have no concept of like how to speak and stuff mm -hmm. if you don't teach i mean everyone needs to be taught things so i think people are neither good nor evil necessarily i think we're a mixture of our brain chemistry and our surroundings yeah yeah i agree 100 percent. actually so yeah <laughs> what do you think humanity is heading towards in the future i want to choose to think positive things I have to, hopefully I have a while longer here. So hopefully I got at least another, hold on, my 22. At least I, I hope I have another 40 years at least. That would be nice. And um, that would give me time to like do some more music and stuff. And I have no plan. Like, I like being here. I like being on earth. <laughs> I like being alive. I think it's fun. I think it's cool. Um, I want to choose to be positive and think that things are going to be okay in the future. Um, I think that things 
not the right words ecologically like the earth is probably going to be in a tough spot in like the next 100 years or so but like in my time i hope that we can reduce harm and that things will be okay and that's kind of just where i'm at and i think that even if things are going to be bad in the future i don't think it it does matter but like i'm gonna try to have joy or else like i don't know i don't know what else i'd do i'll do i i mean nothing i think the future could possibly be bad but like there's nothing i can really do about that on a huge level you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't feel like i have a lot of choice around the future so like i'm just gonna choose to like try to find joy in every moment yeah what are you optimistic about for our future mm, i think that i think that <laughs> that's hard it shouldn't be hard uh, <laughs> yeah i think that there is change coming and i think that there's possible hopeful possibility of like reformation in our country and in the world and i hope that things are going to get better and i think that um hopefully i hope that we can like my my hope and is that like i don't know that we can have like find clean energy in the future like that would be really cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> what makes you content uh listening to podcasts and playing elden ring nice. <laughs> <laughs> playing dark souls elden ring like any of the 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 souls like games just like playing those and like playing video games or laying in bed and watching netflix with with my partner um driving in the car and listening to punk music with it like blasted and just like just like doing verses in my car by myself M being at a hardcore show where it's like full stacked like there's so many people like back to back and like people are like jumping on stage and running and jumping off into the crowd and it's just like nuts and like i can't ha being at a concert that's so amazing that like i lose track of time passing and like all my anxiety goes out the door and all i'm thinking about is being in the present in the moment where i am right now that is to me is like one of the most content places i can be is like at a show where i'm fully into it you know yeah <laughs> when will you be satisfied never i'm just kidding no uh, <laughs> god that's fuck that's a fuck dude that's a good question that is a good ass question it's technically not my question but uh it's a good question yeah. um right now i'm gonna choose to be satisfied right now <laughs> i'm gonna try to be satisfied in every moment yeah what advice do you have for people in general mm-hmm I think my advice for other people is um, be considerate of other people. Yeah. <laughs> Lastly, potentially most importantly, cake or pie? Pie. Ooh, quick. <laughs> yeah, I like pie. Pie is good. I like pie a lot. Um, What's the pie that came to mind when the question was asked? I think it's hard because I do like pie a lot. And pie is definitely my answer. Um coconut cream pie is good cherry pie is good anything from pie junkie is really good um i just i i, I fucking love pie uh cake i do like cake a lot too but like i don't know like cake from ingrid's i don't know if you've ever been there like they have like germ like big german chocolate cake is really good i like that a lot but if i had to choose between pie or cake i'm probably always gonna go pie yeah <laughs> and by the way cheesecake is pie it's just like uh, okay yeah it's oh, just been dude, like decided fuck on with cheesecake yeah. a cheesecake for sure is like cheesecake for me i i always eat it i love it so much that i always eat it super fast and feel like i'm gonna fucking throw up like it's always a nightmare <laughs> uh yeah so just the general consensus on this podcast cheesecake is pie cheesecake is pie i like cheesecake yeah <laughs> brandon thank you so much for doing this with me uh, where can people find you and your things? Um, grand underscore paw underscore Vern is my band account. We have um, a website, grandpawvern.com. Uh, you can see what we're up to, our shows. I need to update it. Uh, we have an online store um, where you can buy our merch attached to our website, grandpawvern.com. You can find our music streaming on all streaming services. We like Spotify the most. So, um yeah or just like check us out at any shows um i don't we're 
going to be playing in, you know, different cities, hopefully. So come check us out. We have a show June 19th at the, the Blue Note in OKC. We have a show in Kansas, I think, August 5th. I don't know. We'll have show dates posted on our thing, but yeah, it'll be yeah. good. Yeah, check it out. Uh, once again, thank you so much. This has been great. Uh, I'm Santiago Ramones. Brandon Ross. What song is about to play? Let's just go with Flood. <laughs> You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I made. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can support me directly by buying my music on Bandcamp. I'm working on Hypothetical, my first singer-songwriter album. So if you'd like to hear that at some point, there are lots of ways to support me on my website. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. Please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It would mean a lot to me to hear what you have to say, and it lets others know what to expect better than I could ever explain. I want to help the world have deeper conversations, so thank you for listening to and supporting BitDev. I was in the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. 
I might be wrong.